the opening night roster has been released for the New Jersey Devils. We have a couple surprises, a couple gimmies, and also what's the situation for a few of those surprises? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So the opening night roster was set for the New Jersey Devils, and there were a couple surprises, including one player being put onto the injured list and another player actually making the roster over somebody else. And also there's another player, and he has the initials A and J, and he is like a cat with nine lives. I don't know how he is on the roster still despite clearing waivers. But anyway, that's neither here or there. We'll talk about that a little later in the episode. So first and foremost, let's look at who made the opening night roster for New Jersey Devils. So let's go based on positions. So for the goaltending position, you got Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek. No surprise there. Those two are going to be our 1A and our 1B goalie now who's going to be the starting goalie going into opening night. If I had to put all the money in the world, I would say it's Mackenzie Blackwood. I've touched on this over the course of the summer. Uh, despite his struggles, despite his injury history, despite Vitek Vanacek actually putting up some solid production on a playoff caliber team like the Washington Capitals, I just believe that Mackenzie Blackwood is still the go-to guy for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, Vitek Vanacek doesn't really have much experience as being a starter like he's been a backup for his short career so far so I think the mindset is despite VTech Vanacek you know putting up solid production I think the go-to guy is still going to be Mackenzie Blackwood so if I like I said if I had to put all the money in the world I'd say Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be the starting goalie for New Jersey Devils going forward but he does not have it solidified so if he struggles the first couple or so games then expect for VTech Vanacek to uh, take the role as a starter, and Mackenzie Blackwood be moved to backup goalie. Wouldn't pe- put it past the Devils to do something like that. And now, let's look at the defensemen, and this is where the surprise comes in. So, Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves, John Marino, Damon Severson, Jonas Siegenthaler, Brendan Smith, and making it onto the final roster for opening night, Shimon Nemetz. Now, why is this surprising? Well, in the previous episode, I talked about either Kevin Ball or Shimon Nemetz getting the extra defenseman role. And I said, if I had to pick one or the other, despite Shimon Nemetz being, you know, credited as an already gifted athlete, despite him showing much promise in the uh, prospects tournament, I would have went with Kevin Ball just because Kevin Ball had a sneaky good preseason. No one was really talking about it. But at the end of the day, I just felt as though that, If Kevin Ball was going to be given a chance to show what he could do at the NHL level in more consistent gameplay, I think now is the time to do so, you know, compared to Shimon Nemetz, who, if he gets sent down to Utica, just wait another year, get Luke Hughes onto the team, have them paired alongside next year and just see where that goes. So Shimon Nemetz will get his opportunity to show uh, the Devils what he's capable of in consistent NHL games. And then I said for Kevin Ball, maybe the time is now because towards the end of the season, 
He was actually doing really well at keeping offensive possessions alive for New Jersey Devils and also being a decent shot suppressor and overall, you know, just being a surprise player. I think his best game was against the Vegas Golden Knights towards the end of the year, and that was one of the more exciting games last season for the New Jersey Devils that really ruined the Vegas Golden Knights going to the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I thought Kevin Ball definitely deserved uh, that uh, seventh defenseman role, but it's going to go to Shimon Nemetz come opening night. We'll talk about that a little later because there is a strategic game plan for Shimon Nemetz, and it has to do with uh, a money situation and also how the contract is formed. But uh, luckily, my guy Ryan Novozinski is on top of it. So once again, we'll talk about that a little later in the episode. Now, let's move over to the forwards. We got Nathan Bastion, Jesper Boquist, Jesper Bratt, Eric Halla, Alexander Holtz, Jack Hughes, Andreas Johnson. Bro, how is he still on the roster? That man is, he is a cat with nine lives. Michael McLeod, Dawson Mercer, Andre Palat, Yegor Sharangovich, Tomas Tatar, Miles Wood, and Fabian Zetterlin. And then for the injured reserve, we got Nico Heischer, that hamstring injury he suffered first uh, preseason game of the year against the Montreal Canadiens, and then Tyce Thompson. And then for the long-term injured reserve, we got Jonathan Bernier. So once again, the reason for putting Nico Heischer onto the injured reserve is probably a strategic game plan for your New Jersey Devils. We'll talk about that momentarily, but first... Let's talk about, other than Shimon Metz, some surprises for the New Jersey Devils. So, Michael McLeod, we've been talking about, you know, the issues he's been having off the rink and how it could sort of be a distraction towards the Devils organization. I touched on the fact that maybe Tom Fitzgerald will do something controversial and cut both he and Andreas Johnson just because Andreas Johnson, you know, we'll talk about him also uh, momentarily, but... I just talked about how Andreas Johnson, sometimes I forget that he's on the roster. And for Michael McLeod, it's just like, you know, has he really theoretically, from a hockey standpoint, has he theoretically done enough to earn himself a roster spot? I personally said no, but the fact of the matter is simply this. He has good chemistry with Nathan Bastian. Miles Wood is coming back, so he can sort of, similar to what Andre Pilat is for Jack Hughes and Alexander Holtz, be sort of that glue piece for that. Uh, trio line combination. So, you know, we talked about the BMW line of Bastion, uh, McLeod, and Wood. And so they're finally reunited after Miles Wood missed most of the year uh, due to getting surgery. And ultimately, you know, reuniting those guys, it could actually be a match made in heaven. So I think that's what the New Jersey Devils are banking on. But if we're talking about, you know, if we take Miles Wood and Nathan Bastion out of the equation and just look at Michael McLeod, the player, he really hasn't done enough to earn a roster spot. And, you know, his controversy outside the ring certainly doesn't help things. So that, like I said, that can sort of be somewhat of a distraction, but he lives to see another day and it's just business as usual. So talking about Andreas Johnson, like I said, just a cat with nine lives. I, I, I don't know how he's still on the roster. He cleared waivers. I was like, okay, good. Let him go down to Utica. Let him get his head together. Let him get his game together. Finally, he's out of our hair, and we can make room for someone like Fabian Zetterlin. But he's back. He's back. He lives to see another day similar to Michael McLeod. So that was another surprise uh, that had me when the New Jersey Devils announced their uh, their final roster. And now, you know, Jesper Boquist, I'm excited to see what he could potentially do because, remember, uh, for any of my avid listeners, I talked about last year before the season started how 
I wasn't the biggest fan of Jesper Boquist. I thought that he was taking a roster spot from somebody. I thought that, you know, he wasn't performing well in the AHL. He's not going to perform well in the NHL. So it's just like I predicted that he was going to get cut come January. And then towards the end of the year, he just went on a big FU tour. I know I know, I sound like a broken record when I say it, but Jesper Boquist, um, you know, while not a major X factor, I would anticipate for him to have somewhat of a role, a, a decent role for a player of his caliber this upcoming year just because – you know, we saw that lightning in a bottle. We saw that spark from Jesper Boquist. But the thing about a spark is that it can fizzle out quickly and it's not really all that dangerous or deadly. So can he turn that spark into something a little bigger, like a blazing fire? So I'm not anticipating big numbers from Jesper Boquist, but I would like to see like a couple steps of improvement just because it adds more scoring to our bottom six. So Jesper Boquist, congratulations for making the team. I think in the previous episode, I, I forget because these episodes blend together. I think I did pick Boquist to make the team. And I think I uh, predicted for Andreas Johnson, Michael McLeod, and Shimon Nemetz not to make the team for New Jersey Devils. Now, before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first and only library this morning. And it comes from a product that I literally use every day. And uh, I, I started taking AG1 just because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. And my body's a temple, so I got to start treating it as such. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. So its lifestyle is friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. While still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one of the things that's best with Athletic Greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You can also see Athletic Greens uh, on a NASCAR car on AJ Allmendinger, driver of the number 16 car, once again in the NASCAR Cup Series, and he races for Calling Racing. So, that's another uh, product of Locked On that is also a sponsor in NASCAR. Okay, so let's talk about Shimon Nemetz's situation. Now, I already touched on this. I said I was genuinely surprised when I saw his name onto the roster because here's the thing for Shimon Nemetz. Yes, he has proven that he's an athlete. Yes, he's proven that he has a lot of potential. Yes, he's uh, shown that he can generate a decent amount of offense on the defensive end because one of the things I said – when we first picked him up is that I liked his overall improvement from the offensive side of things during the course of the playoffs. And I anticipate for him to just take it to another level because during the regular season, he wasn't really a goal getter, but at the same time, he knows how to establish himself on the defensive side of things. He is a gifted athlete. He knows how to handle the puck. He's fast. He's quick. He's just everything that I think the New Jersey devils definitely look for in a defenseman of his caliber and adding Luke Hughes next to his side 
that's going to make things a lot more exciting. So I expect Shimon the Mets to handle the offensive side of things, generate some offense, but whereas for Luke Hughes, he generates the offense on that defensive side of things. And, you know, if Luke Hughes learns to be a little less jumpy in that sort of aspect, I think Luke Hughes can also be a solid defenseman for New Jersey Devils. So I was just talking about, like, there's no rush to bring in Shimon the Mets. Like, let's give him a proper opportunity to just, you know, uh, develop his game and take it to another level. And, you know, while while his uh, outing during the course of preseason training camp prospects tournament was respectable, I just said there's no rush. Like, the, the whole plan is to develop him alongside with Luke Hughes. But the New Jersey Devils had other plans. So according to Ryan Novozinski, the reason why uh, Shimon Nemetz was given a roster position, he said if Nemetz wasn't called up now – he likely wouldn't have been this year since cap hit for him would be much larger later on. Doing it now gives them max cap flexibility for the LTIR and the player on the LTIR is Jonathan Bernier. And he also said, don't be shocked if ball gets called up soon. So I think the plan for the New Jersey Devils is to sort of do a similar approach as to what they did with Alexander Holtz during the course of last season, which is allow for the Mets to play in about nine or so games just get his feet wet in the NHL, not really anticipating much production off his stick or, you know, anything on the defensive side of things. You know, if he's able to produce somewhat decent uh, numbers, then you know what? That's a, that's definitely a steal for the New Jersey Devils, but he's definitely not going to be a major factor this season. He's just going to be given a cup of coffee in the NHL. Once again, just to get his feet wet, get him ready. And then, you know, once he goes down to Utica, it should be peaches and cream for him. Well, you know, I'm not trying to say that the AHL is easy. I'm just saying like, you know, now he's seen North American hockey and similar to Alexander Holtz and also Fabian Zetterlin, you know, if he's able to put up somewhat decent production at the NHL level, then expect for him to have a big season in Utica and help them uh, go to the playoffs once again and have a very good record. So once again, for Shimon Nemetz, the overall plan is to sort of take the similar approach as to what they did with Alexander Holtz. So Kevin Ball will definitely get called up again, and he'll be the seventh defenseman. He'll be the extra defenseman for New Jersey Devils. And once again, I'm glad that Kevin Ball is getting this opportunity because, you know, the his opportunity to possibly show the Devils what he's capable of, this is probably the best opportunity. Whereas for someone like Shimon Demetz this season, it was either now or never. So I guess just give Shimon Demetz that chance, bring back Kevin Ball, and Kevin Ball is that extra defenseman for the New Jersey Devils because come next year, it's definitely just going to be the Luke Hughes and the Shimon Mets show. And, you know, I, I forgot about Shakir Mukamadoulin. Does anyone have an update on him? Because we haven't really talked about him that often because we talked about Alexander Holtz, Dawson Mercer from that year's draft, but not Shakir Mukamadoulin. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make is that there's a lot of prospects on their way for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, Kevin Ball, it's one of the issues that I talked about with the New Jersey Devils having all this young talent is that you can't really satisfy everyone. And it's one of the reasons why I don't think Riley Walsh is going to be given a decent opportunity to showcase what he's, you know, capable of doing because he did lead the Utica comments uh, defenseman in assists last year. So I would like to see him get more NHL action, especially with Lindy Ruff as his head coach. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, you know, barring a major injury. So once again, that's your update on Shimon Nemetz and also Kevin Ball's situation. I was stunned, but at the same time, after seeing the reasoning, after seeing Ryan Novozinski's tweet, I was like, okay, that makes sense. You, you do it for 
cap flexibility. Now, let's talk about, while we're on the subject of flexibility, let's talk about Nico Heischer's situation because he is on the injured reserve list for the New Jersey Devils. Now, this is probably a chess move for the New Jersey Devils because according to my buddy, the Brat Pack, and I talked about this with him in a private conversation, he said, important to note that this could be uh, for real or it could just be a paper move for roster space until he gets activated, which he would be eligible for as soon as the season opener. Now, we don't have an in-depth uh, update on uh, Nico Heischer and his overall situation, but Ryan Novozinski, uh did uh, give a minor update a couple days ago. He said uh, this was on October 6th. He said, earlier this morning, New Jersey Devils captain Nico Heischer walked into the locker room, looked fresh, no limping at all. And he said, asked uh, how he's feeling. And he said, not bad, not bad. Based on the original timeline, he should be reevaluated for the hamstring strain in two days. So, you know, right now at the time of recording, it's October 10th. So I think if I had to make an educated guess, I think they did do the reevaluation for Nico Heischer. And they're just trying to, you know, be extra cautious because at the same time, I do want our captain back for the season opener against the Philadelphia Flyers. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, let's not rush anything. It's it's concerning. It's frustrating. And yes, you know, uh, Devils fans should definitely feel somewhat offended that uh, the, the Devils said it was at first just cramping and now it's a hamstring uh, problem. But it's going better than I anticipated because the original timeline that I had for Nico Keisher was that it was going to take a few weeks. He's going to miss the first two games at least for the Devils. But the fact that he's walking around, no limping, he feels good. Lindy Ruff's not really giving much detail on the situation. Nico Heischer is not giving detail. But once again, I'm glad that I have some sources on the inside uh, giving uh, this information. Now, when looking at the roster for the New Jersey Devils, you know, you obviously see Fabian Zetterlin and also Alexander Holtz making the roster. And I am glad that is the case scenario because for so long, we've been talking about, we've been like, you know, putting these guys against each other. And I've been doing it a lot on this show. Who's better, Fabian Zetterlin or Alexander Holt? And I was like, you know what? Fabian Zetterlin did prove a lot for the New Jersey Devils last year. But at the same time, I don't want you to sleep on the overall impact that Alexander Holtz could potentially have because, you know, just a couple of years ago, we were talking about him being our best prospect and our best sniper. And, you know, while he was playing in Sweden, uh, he was doing pretty well. Then he came over to the AHL. At the time, the Devils uh, AHL program was the Binghamton Devils. And, you know, he, he, he it took him a while to get accustomed to it, but he was lighting it up in Utica last year. But the overall standpoint is this. I am so glad that both of them made the roster. Now, where are they going to go in terms of uh, line combinations? Well, in the latest preseason game against the Boston Bruins, the, the uh, H2O line lives to see another day. So you had Andre Pilat, you had Jack Hughes, and you had Alexander Holtz. And guess what? Alexander Holtz scored in that game. So... I don't know what else Alexander Holtz has to prove to show Devils fans that he has a lot of potential and that he can definitely have some sort of impact. I saw great playmaking ability during the course of the preseason for Alexander Holtz. And now, you know, the fact that he finally did score, guys, it just goes to show you Alexander Holtz is not going to stop shooting that puck. And I want him to keep shooting the puck, even if it doesn't go in. I'd rather him take like 50 shots and get two goals versus him just like take three or four shots and get nothing. So I'm glad that Alexander Holtz has that mentality. When in doubt, shoot the puck. So that could be good and bad, but that's why you have someone like Andre Pilat on that line. So that way he could be that overall veteran leader and just be like, hey, hey, Holtz, hey, rook, 
You don't do that. You know, you don't take that shot from there. You don't take that shot high up, you know, be a little uh, cleaner with the puck, whatever the case might be. So that's why I'm glad uh, that the H2 line has formed. And this might be somewhat controversial, but would it be crazy to maybe put Fabian Zetterlin in the top six as well? Maybe put him on the same line as Nico Heischer and also Jesper Bratt. Maybe just, I'm just putting out some options because, you know, I saw Yegor Sharangovich and Dawson Mercer be put on the third line for a preseason game. I get I'm not trying to overstep anything, but, you know, why not have that big body on, you know, on the top six for a New Jersey Devils and Fabian Zetterlin. And I want Fabian Zetterlin to be an enforcer. So, you know, why, why not give him that sort of chance? That's just a suggestion I'm just throwing out there. I, if I had to make a guess, it's either going to go to Dawson Mercer or Yegor Sharangovich because, if the H2O line stands for opening night, then you obviously got Jesper Bratt, you got Nico Heischer, and I think um, I think they're going to put Yegor Sharangovich on the second line and just have him at a winger position, then move Dawson Mercer to a winger position on the third line with Eric Halla most likely. So, uh, you know, just putting that out there, you know, just spread out your options a little bit more. Like have uh, your other, you know, go-to points getter in Yegor Sharangovich play on the bomb six so that way you're not so top heavy because that was one of the issues I had with the New Jersey Devils last year but anyway you know just rolling out some thoughts since I saw the opening night roster for the New Jersey Devils so let me know what you guys think like what were some of the surprises what were some of the disappointments what do you think about Shimon Nemetz what do you think about Nico Keisha and their overall roster situations do you think this is a chess move for the New Jersey Devils or is this sort of just like uh, Nico Keisha might miss some more time a little longer than we anticipated and also, do you expect something uh, big from Shimon Metz? He's not going to be given many NHL games, but he'll be given some. So let me know what you guys think. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, make sure to leave me a good review and show me you've done so. And I will enter you in the giveaway, which is set to expire later tonight. So you might want to get on that. But anyway, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.